Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It's another episode of Takamania. I'm your co-host, Dez. Here where's the booze await himself. Say hello. It is New Year's Eve. We're popping. And guys, it is the Takis. Say hello, J-Bomb. What's up, man? Yeah. It's New Year's Eve, baby. About time. We're having those Skype issues right off the bat. I love it. Gotta love it because I couldn't hear you during that intro, but I'm hoping you weren't on mute. So we're good to go. Nope, nope, all good. Uh, yeah, we're having issues when audio plays, but at the same time, we are here, guys. Uh, we're back. We took a little bit of time off over the holidays, uh, a bit busy, uh, family time. He wasn't feeling good as well last week, but I'm back kicking. I'm excited. It is the talkies, guys. A lot to cover, um, but I'm excited, man. I'm happy to be here, guys, and I'm I'm hoping that you had a good holiday season. Everybody listening at home, J-Bomb, you as well. I know things for us have been a little bit crazy with Quebec being on lockdown, um, what'd you do for the holidays, and did you make the most of it? I didn't do fuck all, dude. Nothing. I did, like, Cat's uh, brother came over. We had ham on Christmas Day. Uh, the grandparents dropped off a few gifts the day before. Uh, said hi through the window. That was pretty much <laughs> it, man. It was, Saying it was hi through the window. Yeah, it was relaxing. Honestly, it was a it was a nice change of pace to tell you the truth. Because usually we have to go to, like from house to house. Yeah. So it was chill. Did you guys? What did you guys end up doing? Something similar, a lot less stressful. So we had initially planned to meet like our immediate family, not the cousins and uncles and aunts, but just my brother, my sister, my mom, uh, the nieces and nephews, all that crap. No nephews, only nieces. But um, we did the gift exchange initially. Since it got canceled, we. Ended up shipping out the gifts, so we had that a little bit. We did some Zoom calls with family. 
Um, we actually snuck my mom around because she was going to be alone for Christmas. So she went over to my brother's house for Christmas Eve, then came to our house for Christmas. Uh, so we did a bit of a dinner. Uh, we did some gift exchanging. Man, my family spoiled my daughter. Uh, it was a lot of fun. First Christmas with my daughter, so that was a special. Um, but I like it. Like you said, man, a lot more low-key, not having to drive around, not having to be stressed out. I find when you go to these dinners, it's great to see everybody, but you can't wait to be back home. And I was back home. So mm-hmm. awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, it was nice to stay in one spot. And like even when it came to cooking and stuff, it's like, who cares? If shit wasn't ready at the same time, it's just us. Didn't really matter. So it was a nice low-key holiday. But yeah, it's it's fun, eh, when you have kids? Yeah, it is, man. She's really now like turning that corner where she's a person. You know, like, you know, they're a potato for a while. But she's listening, she's focusing, she kind of responds, and she's very interactable and watching stuff, and um, you gotta start watching what you're saying, what you're doing. I mean, maybe I'll probably pass that phase and just be like, fuck it, at some point, and, you know, the filter will go off. Uh, you don't swear in front of your kids? You can't even speak? I do, I do. I definitely do. Um, I try my best, but, you know, whatever. Well, I guess when my wife's around, at least. Uh, but, yeah, she's definitely getting there, and, uh, yeah, it's really cool, man, day by day, and... Going into the new year, I was just telling you that uh, I'm going to wrap up a little bit of uh, shit at work when I get back and then take uh, some time off, maybe all of, uh, most of January and all of February. I got a bunch of vacation banked up, spend some time with my family, do some hibernation, do some gaming. Hockey's coming back in a couple weeks, so that's awesome. Um, a lot to look forward to in 2021. I got to tell you, man, 2020 has been, other than my daughter being born, pretty shitty year. I don't think 2021 is going to be that much better. I don't know. Everybody thinks that like somehow at midnight, it's like the no. masks come off. No. We're all automatically vaccinated and we could just party. Uh, no, it's going to be the same fucking thing. For, Probably until like the fall. Uh, like honestly, t- by the time it takes for everybody to get vaccinated and then to see the numbers go down and stuff like probably the fall but at least you know uh we're not being thrown into chaos where like we're told about this thing i remember talking to you actually when this thing first started and you were really worried that we wouldn't be able to get toilet paper and people would be knocking on your door wanting to steal your shit they wouldn't be knocking on your door they'd be going door to door robbing each other because it was the end of times uh but I obviously don't think that that's not gonna happen no i don't think it's gonna happen unless another virus comes out a super virus uh, at the same time well, we already or... got we already got the second strain yeah, but it you know, all it does is just transfers quicker. It's still treatable with the vaccine and shit. Just social distance and just uh, hope that it's your turn for that vaccine soon. So my mom's even questioning it. She's like, I don't know if I want to get that vaccine. I'm like, well, what's your alternative? Getting really sick? I mean, I don't know. You Dude, know? if you eat McDonald's, then you can't be worried about the vaccine. And I eat McDonald's like crazy. So I've just figured, like, I don't have anything to worry about it's those tinfoil hat people that are like it's gonna the governments they made it they made the virus so they can give us the injections so they can track us man dude your cell phone people can track you all i mean come on like i don't know it's it's all right conspiracy stuff is weird but i mean there's just so much of it there's so much yeah for sure it's fascinating though they they broke down the way that the vaccination essentially works and if you see the coronavirus you've seen tons of pictures of that little fucking ball with little nipples on it what they do is basically take one of those nipples, they're going to put it into an injection that has other standard fluids they tested for years that are in normal vaccines. They're going to put that in your body. That's not the coronavirus, uh, but it's, you know, your body sees that little head, let's say, 
And it's like, who the fuck is that guy? Let's fuck him up. And they beat the shit out of him. They kill him. They kill, kick him out your body. And then when the virus comes in, well, they already know that that head is associated with him. So they attack that right away. So it's kind of like a really safe way to get an antivirus into your system without actually introducing the coronavirus. Because um, a lot of people think that you get the virus to beat the virus, and it's not the case. So it's safe. It's crazy. It be. It's weird to think like how your body does that. Because think of it like this, right? That little speck that they're putting into you. Like, imagine you're God. I'm God. Right. And then inside my body is a whole other earth. And then I'm putting that little speck in and that's like a fucking like tornado. Right. And then everybody is like tornado relieving (laughs) in the body. Like that's how I think life works. Mm. And then you got to send that body stimulus and get that approved, you know. So it's yeah, people, it's not going to be an easy one there, guys. Yeah. Anyways, weird shit. But yeah, no, the holiday season's coming to a wrap. Uh, I'm back at work full time, which sucks, but January 1st, my vacations restart. So that's always nice. I'm May 1st, and, man. Uh, May. That's yeah. like a fiscal year. Fuck that I, shit. It, it I exactly what it is. But at least with me, um, I had vacation days that rolled over last year, six weeks because I, some shit was going on. We, we gone into COVID. I had to get my project set up at home. They needed me. I also figured, fuck man, I'm working from home. Kind of is like a mini vacation. I'll hold on to mm. these vacation days. Um, as long as I can, and now I'm I mean, the there's point no point in taking vacation when you're working from home. That's kind the of. Truth. It, it depends. Some days, like I'm really, really fucking working my ass off, and I'm like, man, I got to go on vacation. But then there's some times where it's like the project's on autopilot, and you really like, honestly, yeah. like I have to sit back and thank my situation. A lot of people lose their jobs; they aren't working; they're in a lot more trying times. This has kind of been a little bit nice, other than not being able to go out and shit, which I miss, and that's why I will get the vaccine because I want to resume normal life. Um, I, I, mean, I have to say, man, a little bit spoiled working from home, getting to spend time with my family and my and my child. I, I was with my wife the whole pretty much like time she was pregnant to to the child being born, and now like it's been pretty cool to be able to spend so much time at home. I gotta say, yeah, I enjoyed it when I did it. I did it for like three or four months with the two kids. It's a little bit tougher, but at the end of the day, it was still like I would still pick it over going to work. Like I was looking forward to going back to work, and then day one back at the office, I was like, oh no, no. No, way better at home. Just the fact that you can get up a minute before you start. Yeah. And, like, you can literally, like, take a shit whenever you want. You can go make breakfast. Like, I ate breakfast. Like, cooked breakfast, dude. Yeah. Like, eggs. Like, mm, yeah, fried eggs, bacon on, like, a Tuesday? What the fuck is going on? And that was a dream. You have those that conference calls with the other managers. And, like, you know, it's no video. So, you slip into the john. And you do a number two while you're on a conference call with your colleagues. When could you ever do that otherwise? They didn't make you go on video. They always made me go on video. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. They encourage it because they want to see people's faces. But you go on for a bit. You're not talking. You kind of turn it off. You slip into the background. You mute your microphone. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely some perks there, man. Definitely some They're like, perks Michael. There. Michael. You're like. Well, you're always afraid that make sure you turn the camera off. You're always checking to make sure you turn that camera off. You're always making sure you turn that mute off. You're double checking, triple checking. So it could be really embarrassing. I'd be afraid to like jerk off after a meeting for like a couple hours. It's funny because you see, I saw a lot of these, uh, well, I see a lot of them. I saw some of these videos online where people are in like these town meetings and then somebody slips off into the bathroom and they still have their microphone on and you hear them go <laughs> and everyone's laughing their ass off. Yeah, yeah you know what? I don't, I don't buy them because they're always like the craziest shit. They're like the dumb and dumber shits. And like, there's no I way know. that like, 
There's just like, yeah, but in, imagine working in politics, going to work and hating your fucking job, and like you know, when you wake up and you're nervous and you just got the fucking runs, it's probably like the I gotta go in front of people, they're gonna bitch at me, and it all right, I gotta fucking pass this bill, and oh, how much money they make, they love their fucking jobs, these bastards. Yeah, exactly. It's always a giant fucking mess of a shit that they're pulling, and like it's just. The chances of somebody leaving their microphone on, I think, are slim. And then the chances of them, everybody who does that actually has a monster Dumb and Dumber shit, it's, I don't know, seems fishy. Seems, seems fishy. fishy, to say the least. It's, yeah. a whole con- it's a whole conspiracy, all these fucking microphone shitting. That's my go-to shit sound. Whenever I think of, like, shit, funny shit sounds, it's always Dumb the and Dumber. The last one, the You know, Harry's like, I don't remember. And at oh, the end, yeah. he's like, Wee. A little, like, little squeaker <laughs> at the end. And then he can't flush? Yeah, man, what a terrible situation, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, those shits when you're, like, sweating when they're happening and you're not sure if you're going to throw up at the same time. Imagine not being able to flush one of those at, like, a hot chick's house. What do you do? Yeah, man. It's worse. I mean, I I think I've been there before. I've been, you know, with a girl or, like, you know, wanting to make a good impression. Maybe pound back a few beers. I'm nervous. Eat some spicy food. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh. Oh, man. Why would you eat spicy food, schmuck? I know, man. I got too, uh, too, con- too confident. Too confident. You're like, I got this tonight, baby. Get the spicy wings. Dude, I'm, I've never had to, like, I've never had, I've never been in a situation where I've had to, like, shit embarrassingly. I'm gonna you knock. just, because you just fart and shit all the time, so it's not embarrassing to you. It's normal. I don't, I, I never shit at somebody's house. Ever. Ever, oh. ever, ever. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look back at that. I don't even really care. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I do not even like to shit at work myself, to be honest with you. Shitting at work. It took me mind. so many years to get over that. So many years. And to like, I can get there and get settled. But to like to, you know, to release or to start going, uh, nobody can be in the bathroom. I got to wait till everybody walks out, steps out. Or, or, and I also, one big trick is you flush while you're going. Then that way it kind of kills out the sound. And oh, you, instantly you're... takes it away and gets rid of the smell. No, it doesn't. That's a, well. I that's, mean, the, it doesn't get rid of this. It gets rid of some of it because right, it's like it's down and gone, as opposed to down festering, and then you know, then it goes. I think that thing hits the water, man, and it's just like it's all in the air at that point. I think it's kind of like, like going up in the done. air, right? It's kind of like rising, but if you kill it quickly, then less the less amount goes comes out, man. You know, like maybe. I don't know. You shit in like a, like a stall where there are stalls beside you. Yeah, it's not just like a single. Yeah, room. yeah, oh, that, yeah. That it's tough, it. man. And never, I only never, do that never. on days where like you're sitting there and it's just wrenching your stomach. You know, where you're like, you know that you gotta go. So it's like, it, okay, well, is it the entire work floor or just your company? I w- I haven't done it at my new office. It would be, but here's the thing: like you see my old office that I worked with in Point Saint Charles. There's like eight floors, and on each floor there's like four bathrooms. So you could pretty much go into any bathroom on any floor. Uh, but they redo the bathrooms. They're amazing. They're thick. They're, like, soundproof. Uh, and they're, like, top to bottom closed. You can't see if anybody's in it. And here's uh. the one weird thing. They're all co-ed bathrooms in the whole entire building. <gasps> no! Yeah. So that was a weird right, reality right. to get used to. Girls and guys going in and out. Um, I, got, I, got, I got over it. I mean, it's honestly, it's not that bad. Because there, it's almost like you're in, like, a secure, like, from top to the floor to the roof, it's like a cubicle blocked off of sound and everything. It's like really isolated. So they've done a good job. Just the concept of like getting out, washing your hands and a girl's washing her hands. You're like, you're expecting her to freak out on you or slap you or some shit. But you're like, oh no, I, I can be in here, right? Okay. Weird. Right. 
I would just take like 40 minutes so that like the smell would be completely gone. I just sit there and TikTok. And then like when I walked out, I would just hope that definitely nobody who was in there when you went in would be in there. So nobody would really know. And if somebody else was in there for 10 minutes, it's because they were shitting too. And they just want to shit and get out. So I think you're in like good company at that point. Yeah. And then you have those non-bashfuls that like you just hear everything they're doing, you know, and they don't really care. So I don't know. I kind of am grossed out by these guys, but I admire the confidence or the not giving oh, yeah. a fuck. It's like, how, I can't. And I wish I could. I wish I could just do it. But it's like, no, oh, man, somebody just came in. Come on, wash your hands, wash your hands. I hear you washing your hands, going to the door, get out before so- oh, somebody else came in. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. And then sometimes you even have to close shop. You're like, okay, what's not happening now? I'll come back in an hour. Oh, no, no, no. Once you sit, it's over, man. Depends how bad it is, but I don't know, man. Jesus. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't, I'm very shy in the bathroom. All right, well, I guess we should talk about some wrestling yeah. stuff, right? This is the year end. Of, of of our wrestling podcast, the Talkamania Talkies. Um, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is uh, we'll do our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some stuff that's currently going on. We're obviously going to touch on the Brody Lee uh, news, and then we'll go into the Talkies later in the episode. But before we go to break, Des, it's been a while, but let our listeners know where they can find us. Ooh, let's see if I know how to do this. Okay. Follow us on social media, on the Twitter machine, at underscore Talkamania. Uh, you can check us out on Twitch, Talkamania TV. Uh, we should be streaming live tonight. Uh, we did Trivamania 9 recently. Awesome show. Lots of controversy. Check it out. Uh, no we'll... controversy. None. No, you're right. Fuck that. It, there was none. But it was a great episode. Um, maybe maybe there's a cash-in. Maybe. I don't know. Lots. We're checking out, guys. Uh, there'll be another Trivamania coming up in the new year. We'll continue to tweet out details. We also have the How I Met Your Mother one that I'm finalizing. I'm really excited for this. Looking at the questions today, really pumped. Um, and then also, wherever you get your podcastic kicks, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, just Google Talkamania. You'll find us. Please subscribe, five star, tell your friends, and all that stuff on Twitch now. Uh, that we are an affiliate. So just, you know, continue to help us grow. That's it. Be a Talkamaniac. Yeah, and of course, full press coverage is the home of Talkamania. That's FPC, boys. Uh, FPC underscore wrestling on Twitter. Hey, Rats House of Retro. Happy New Year, you sexy beasts. I miss What's you, up, my buddy? buddy. I know, I miss him. I feel like mm-hmm. we haven't talked to him in so long, bro. He works a lot. I know. He got un un unfairly chewed out on Trivamania 9 for his questions. Fuck those people, rats. We got your back, brother. Um, yeah, full press coverage, full press radio. Uh, you, you know you know where to get us. Uh, but yeah, so we'll take our first break, and we'll come back right after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following announcement has been paid for by Boot to the Face. What's up, Talk Maniacs? Do you enjoy quality wrestling talk? Raw, AEW, NXT, SmackDown, and pay-per-view prediction and review shows mixed with a lot of whiskey and a whole lot of profanity? Are you tired of the Smarky podcast and you just want to hear fans talk about wrestling that don't want to take it too seriously? Then come find us at Boot to the Face on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're Santana Garrett's favorite podcast. That's Boot to the Face with the number two as in All right, guys, welcome back to episode 183. I don't feel like it's 183. I think I fucked this up. I feel like we've done 183. No, I don't, man. You've been keeping count. I'm going to go check. Because I, I know we did the 182 episode because I was all happy about it. Yeah, but we skipped two weeks, right? We had other content that came out in between. We had Money in the Bank. We had Trivomania. So yeah. maybe we are around there. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Um, Rats House of Retro, before we went on break, said 2021 is a year of his redemption for Trivomania. We will see. We will see. Um, all right, so we got to get into some wrestling because that's what we're all here for, guys. Um, the big news, uh, I mean, we did. We stopped doing this, what? We, we missed the last two weeks, so we didn't talk about TLC. We didn't talk about all that. But I feel like this news, obviously, is kind of climaxed and taken ev- everybody's interest in the wrestling community's uh Focus is the passing of uh, of Brody Lee, which came literally out of nowhere. I was just sitting here, Rucker texted me, then you texted me like two seconds later, and you're like, "Yo, Luke Harper died," and I'm like, "What?" Like, there's not a lot of celebrity deaths that put me through the ringer as far as it goes. For like, when somebody you know dies, you're kind of in that state of shock, that state of disbelief, that state of like, "No, maybe this." Maybe he's just going to come back. Like, he's not quite dead yet. And then there's the, like, the mourning period that starts. And uh, it's weird because a lot of people died in 2020. But I feel like Luke Harper's different. It hit differently. And then, like, even when you see pictures of him now, it's weird. It feels like I know him more than I did before. It's just, it's an odd one, man. I don't know about how how you felt about it, but that's that's where I felt. It's really tough. It's a tough one for me. I was a Luke, big, big Luke Harper fan. I think you and I both were. I mean, we were hashtagging Free Harper for since this, this podcast started. Um, it's been tough, man. And I've been watching matches. I've been watching interviews. Uh, and the guy was a great man. And I'm looking right now at the AW Unrestricted podcast. I was watching that before, but you came on. You were a bit late taking care of the kids. I was doing a bit of um, just watching some videos, man. And it was tough because... Here he is. It came out on November 2nd. So, you know, it might have must have been towards the end of October. And I think I believe that's when he entered the hospital. That's when he started getting sick. So if you watch this video, it's like right before he took his kind of, you know, turn for the worst, I guess, so to speak. And a lung illness out of nowhere that they can't explain 
I, I, I don't know if they're ever going to have more information on it. Again, it's, it's up to the family to disclose it's their privacy. Uh, you know, I'm just really, really hurt over this one. And I think you said what you said is this one hit differently. Now, we see people die of, you know, old age or, you know, taking their own lives and stuff. And that's all equally sad. But I feel like, you know, John Huber had so much more to do in AW. I mean, definitely a future AW champion. Um, him coming in the way he did, proving himself when WWE wasn't necessarily kind of taking that chance with him. I, I, I had to think back of all the times I watched him. Remember when he, uh, the fans always liked him, I found. They always had the connection with him. And I found that WWE was never good at tapping in with, into that. Not just with him, with many people. But, you know, he had that uh, battle royale where him and AJ Styles kind of tied. And then he fought AJ Styles and the winner's going to go on to face for the WWE title. And I remember how much the fans were behind this guy during this match. Yeah. And they were so happy. And then finally, they weren't using him at all. And I remember he was complaining. Not com- yeah, he was complaining on social media going into WrestleMania 35. And I remember we were at the Fan Access. And he was wrestling. And we were there, and I had watched him wrestle only a couple oh, feet yeah. away. Yeah, only a couple feet away. And he said, I know I'm not in the car, but I'm going to make this fan access match my WrestleMania. It's going to be fantastic. Well, they put him into the Battle Royale match uh, with Braun Strowman. Him and Braun Strowman face-to-face. The crowd exploded. Uh, and then Braun Strowman fucked up his spot, and then that never really picked up any steam. WWE's not good at reading into things or picking up the pulse. They're going to do what they do. Um and yeah, I mean, WWE never really booked him properly. He was always kind of a, I guess, a henchman kind of guy. But uh, I'm glad he went on to AW. They treated him well. And dude, man, like, if you're going to do a tribute show, like, this is the best tribute show I've ever seen. AW, mm-hmm. I, I, first best tribute show I've ever seen anybody ever do. That w, mm-hmm. AW did from top to bottom. The videos, uh, having Rowan coming in, um, having Lance Archer dressed up like Harper, uh, you know, his son being there, his son's already signed to AW too for when he gets older. Like they did so mm-hmm. much for this fa- for him and his family. Um, and they even included WWE footage in his tribute package, which I thought was amazing. So I wish little things like that, WWE would take their head out of their ass and like kind of maybe be okay with sharing some of that stuff. I wouldn't jump on them too hard because the WWE is who they are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they put that tribute, like, you know, in the beginning, it's, you know, a very minimum thing. But the superstars coming out, Xavier with the band, uh, Drew McIntyre, he opens it up with, it's Monday, you know what that means, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Alexa Bliss did it. So the fan, the, the superstars tried to do it. Obviously, they're going out and doing it. They're not going to step on anybody's toes. So I'm sure there was a little bit of okay in the back to do this with certain people. Um, I wish the WWE would have done more. I'm not surprised. But also, you have to understand, they, he works for AEW, right? Um, but mm-hmm. if he was working for WWE, they wouldn't have gone as far as AEW. Fantastic job. Amazing. Uh, fantastic show this week for Dynamite. Uh, yeah, it just, it's, I'm I'm having a very hard time getting over this. And just, like you said, even accepting that this is real. Yeah, it's a weird one. I keep thinking, like, I don't know. I mean, death, death, death is fucking weird. But WWE, I, I, I've read that they've, there's, they're filming something else for it. That's what I've read. Um, it'll probably be like this. they'll do they'll do a WWE Network a Luke Harper yeah. uh, documentary and they'll they'll do it and they'll do a good one. So cool. like when the news was announced, they did do something on their Twitter. They did like a I think they re aired that because uh, do you ever see the one where like it's just him and the camera? I don't know if it's like a twenty a twenty four hour thing or a three sixty five, but one of those specials they do in the network they had done for Luke Harper. No, I didn't a while know that. back. 
Yeah, and like his kids are in it and stuff. Mm. They they it wasn't an exact carbon copy, so they took a lot of footage from that. It's when he goes back to Rochester, New York, and he shows where he trained and like all this shit. So they showed that whole thing. And uh they also tweeted out right when uh AEW started. Like, we're thinking of you. Or something along those lines. So they nodded. I feel like this is the closest you're going to get from WWE kind of handing out that olive branch. But I love uh, that AEW yeah. does that. Like they're retweeting WWE, retweeting WWE Super. They don't care. They don't care about their product versus their product and giving them publicity. Like this is about a man's life. And something about Bro- yeah, exactly. uh, John is not only was he a great wrestler, he's a great man. You see that touch so many people. And it sounds sappy, but I mean, listen to them all. You know, a lot of wrestlers are just unconsolable and uh eric rowan seeing him holding that sign Mm -hmm. and like crying like on aw like that's tough you know and seeing i I don't know it's really tough man it reminded me of the owen hart shit it reminded me of the owen hart stuff and like even guerrero you know it's like when they left nobody said anything about he looks like somebody who should still be here he should be gone you know like it's yeah he was such a great talent and he was just getting going and such a good dude. His look, too. Those eyes. You know, you're never going to see that again. Like, oh, yeah. so fucking tragic. Way too soon. Interesting to see, though. I think his first match or win or loss. The first match in WWE was Cody Rhodes. His last match against Cody Rhodes. His last tweet was to Cody Rhodes. Um, really interesting. And I, like I was saying, I was watching this Unrestricted podcast. He's talking about that match and how he's really proud of it. He hasn't gone back and watched it, but he plans to on one drunken vodka night. Uh, he's going to get wasted <laughs> and watch it. Um, but he says it was a very special match to him. And this must have been, like, honestly, like, days or a week before he started getting sick. And uh, it's tough, man, especially with these illnesses. Like, you don't know what happened. You don't, can't really explain it. It comes out of nowhere. It really kind of lets you know how fragile we all are. And, you know. Yeah, it's nuts. It's really, really sad. Definitely so weird. I hope, uh, I don't know. I hope that maybe he comes up with something big. I hope it's not just, like, let's do something so we can get, like, eyes on the WWE network and stuff like it was very selfless with what AW did and I feel like WWE is selfish with a lot of the stuff they do and I don't expect too much out of them so I don't know man it's gonna take me a while to get over this one it's weird it is one of those weird things whenever you see a picture you see him in, in a video you're like yeah he there was just like be, you know what it is this might sound a little bit morbid though, but like when you see somebody that young die of something that wasn't like either self-inflicted or like an accident, it's it's a mind fuck for me because like they're not old. They shouldn't have died from an illness. They didn't get, you know, they didn't die in a car accident or a drug overdose or a suicide. It's just, it's weird to see them because you're like, fuck, that guy's 41. Like I'm only six years younger than him. And like this guy's in great shape and I'm not in good shape at all. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, lung infection. What the fuck? Lung failure, I guess. They just stopped working, man. And I guess, I don't know. I don't know what it would have taken. I don't know enough about it. It's not my business. Um, but, yeah, it's it's terrible. There's people out there, like, saying that, oh, yo, bullshit, don't say that it is COVID. And the wife came out and said, don't fucking tell me. You know, I, you know I'm being transparent. This is my husband. Like, we took tests so many times. And then some people going out and saying, like, this is all the work. He's going to come back and be like, I wasn't. You know, like, fuck. Either that person's got the balls to say that like shut the fuck up or like he's just so in denial and so heartbroken that he's hoping that that's the case and maybe a small part of us were and we're all hoping he walks out but shows you how many people he touched and from the roster like the whole card was dark order and people dressed like him or wearing his trunks or having his jacket or you know like i don't know and even jericho jericho you know goes out there and 
tells people they like, you know, let's have a good time, guys. Let's have a good time. And I thought he was good. Like it was great. And it really like no wonder they did so good in the ratings, not just because of the, the show, but people love it goes to show you how much they love Luke Harper, Brody Lee, John Huber, or whatever you want to call him. Um, fantastic talent. And I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about him. It just it's just it's it's really sad, man. What a way to cap off the year, eh? Yeah. I mean, pretty fitting for 2020. Not going to lie, but <coughs> the internet wrestling community somehow finds a way to argue about it, which is just ridiculous. You'd think something like this should uh, bring us all together and kind of at least give us a few weeks of clean wrestling talk on the Twitter machine. But that's what that's what social media does, right? You get the you get the trolls in their basements and it is what it is. We saw all the controversy with uh, that writer who wrote the article that I mean, I mean, I read it. It, it is what it is. It, didn't, it wasn't even that bad, if you ask me. But it's just with the world that we're in today, you got to be really fucking careful with your timing and yeah. try not to be tone deaf. Yeah, that's but, it. Uh, I, I yeah. keep thinking that the tweets are always read the room. That's what I always read, yeah. and it's like just got to make sure you read the room. Don't be insensitive. There's always a time and a place, and I'm sure we're going to hear more stuff coming out. I'm sure she'll do podcast interviews, and uh, if she wants to talk about it, you know, we'll learn more about it. And if she doesn't, then we got to respect that, man. It's uh, yeah. got to imagine how hard it must be for her. You know, sharing the last text they had together as well, saying, like, once I get through this, you know, we're going to do, you know, so many things. You only live once and we want to make the most of it. And then his son, too, like, I don't know if you read about this, but they're in a dark match like a couple weeks ago. Uh, the son won the AW championship, right? Yeah. Kenny Omega, <laughs> he pinned him and like, they declared him the champion. And I thought that was cute and I thought it was funny, but I thought it was weird they did it. But now I'm like, oh, man, they knew. They knew he was sick and they did this for him and his son and... His son is now has the, they gave him the TNT championship and he is forever the TNT champion. I guess Cody will go on, but dude, what an angle to come in when he's like 18 years old, right? I am the TNT champion yeah. and he can come right in and Cody will probably do the job to him. Um, if sure. Cody's still around at that point, but it was beautiful. It was a beautiful show. Um, you know, celebrating this guy's life, you know, and I hope more people tune in and kind of watch more about him and, Check out some of his matches. He's had some stellar matches as well, too. So I was watching him and the him, sorry, the Wyatt family versus the Shield, and like them going at it, and the crowd just being into it. Oh, it was just so good, so good. I mean, it's such a yeah, shame. Harper's run, Harper's run with Orton too is really good. When they're both fighting over being Bray Wyatt's yeah, like, yeah. bitch, and now the Wyatt's yeah. family's gonna have that hole there. I mean, like Rowan. I mean, you can't. It's gonna be tough to bring him back without Luke and like you know like. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, such a shame, man. Such a shame. Yeah, it's a waste. Well, it's not that it's a waste. It's, that's what I'm saying. It's you know you hear. I mean, it's a tragedy that a guy died young. But whenever you hear somebody dying in a in a freak accident or taking their own life, you say like, "Oh shit, what a waste!" You know, it's like, <coughs> oh, it's a weird one. Well, it's definitely a weird one. I'm gonna open one right here. Cheers to you, John Huber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we're not going to transition out of that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more wrestling, and then we'll get into the talkies, guys. We'll be uh, we'll be right back after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you love wrestling? Yeah! Do you want to get an insight into professional wrestling from a lifelong fan's perspective? Kick back, enjoy a whiskey with Mike Farrell on the Chaos Theory Podcast every Monday via Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcast fix. Follow Chaos Theory on Twitter at chaos underscore theory pod or online at fullpresscoverage.com for more info. Yeah, boy. Chaos Theory. Check it out. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. Episode 183, the 2020 year-end pro wrestling wrap-up, baby. Uh, before we get into talkies, Des, is there anything else you want to cover or go over? Any notes? Because I know you, you had a bunch of notes prepared, and over the last two weeks, we had a shitload to talk about, and then shit kind of hit the fan with the holidays and uh, personal stuff and all that stuff. So um, any big takeaways you want to mention before we get into uh, a segment? So, I think I was excited to potentially do um, talking about TLC, because it was actually a pretty good card, top to bottom. Uh, we had the uh, Roman Reigns-Kevin Owens match, fucking great. Uh, Sasha Banks-Carmella, another great match. Uh, people were saying that Sasha made Carmella look really good. Sasha makes everybody look good, uh, but don't sleep on Carmella. She's gotten a lot better, uh, but I did like the card, top to bottom. One thing we saw was Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, a dream match that we were waiting to see. These guys never crossed paths, never wrestled in TNA. Um, so here it was. And all of a sudden, first of all, the match was great. Uh, but The Miz gets thrown into it, and The Miz is cashing in. So I want to talk about the Money in the Bank briefcase briefly. Briefly. You hear that pun? Um, <laughs> nice one. <laughs> but uh, so I was reading before the TLC that the WWE didn't know what they're going to do with Miz and the briefcase. It seems like they didn't know what they're going to do with Otis. The Miz didn't make sense either, where to plug him in. And I think that day they were like, fuck it. Let's just have him cash in and, and, and fail. Um, now, I, for one, am okay with these people getting failed cash-ins. Because then it makes it not super expected that they're going to cash in and win. Because it was getting ridiculous. It was like 95% of the time they win. Which, you know, you cash in at an opportune time. Uh, so the Miz went into this match, kind of inserted himself. I thought it was going to be a bit of a stinker putting him in there. It was pretty good. I liked it. But now, I guess what I want to get at is, so the Miz cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase. So I was disappointed about that because it seemed like a really weird time to do it. Uh, not to kind of, I guess he came in, in the middle of the match, thought he could take advantage of Drew, powerbomb through a table and easily win. But he didn't win. He loses the Money in the Bank briefcase. So when I took those notes, I was thinking, Money in the Bank briefcase, is it like really, is it done its run? Like, is it, because it really, they haven't Mm. done that much with it with Otis. They weren't doing that much with it with Miz. And honestly, if anybody can capitalize on being evil with Money in the Bank, if your name's not Seth Rollins, it's going to be the Miz. The Miz thrives at stuff like this, right? So I fully expected the Miz to kind of do this giant cash in like at WrestleMania or some shit. So I was very disappointed. Where did the Miz, the Miz go from here? He was losing against like 
Grand Matalik or one of the guys from Lucha House Party this past week. Because, but then speak of the devil, I was going to bring this up this past week. He's gotten the briefcase back. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how I feel about that because they're trying to use this loophole that Morrison is the one who cashed it in and not the Miz, even though Miz is beside him being like, okay, okay. So he's kind of like agreeing. And I bet you, if you look back, I, I don't know, but I imagine there must have been somebody else who was there in the hand of the, no, it's the first time that's ever happened. Morrison did it. Yeah. Morris. I don't know if it's the first time that it, that somebody else has handed it, but yeah, Morrison did hand it to the ref. So anyways, the Miz has the briefcase back. Um, so I'm kind of, I kind of, am like, he shouldn't have got it back. I think it's stupid. And also Pierce is like, here you go. It's like, like without a real fight, just give it back. I feel like the WWE was like, forget you guys that happened. Forget it happened, guys. Let's just give it back to him. And then it makes the whole match itself kind of like, uh, like you can't, you know, it wasn't, it would have been more monumental and memorable if he actually lost it. Cause now I feel like he's going to cash in and he's going to win. So, or he'll keep doing it this way until he wins, Yeah, imagine. <laughs> which is pretty Miz like, but yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, yeah. I do feel you that, I don't think the gimmick of Money in the Bank has run its course yet. I think the WWE is just mishandling it so bad that that's making us feel that way. Because the Money in the Bank is such a good idea. And you see, like, New Japan kind of does one fucking... I don't know if Ring of Honor does, but AEW kind of does one. Like, everybody's kind of doing this thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure Impact does, too. So, it's a good idea. They do have to do something new with it. If this is what their attempt is to do something new with it, it's really not that entertaining. I don't mind it being a guarantee. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was a guarantee for uh, for Trivomania Money in the Bank, but that's not always the case. Another pun. Case. Oh, yeah. Inadvertent puns all night, guys. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Money in the Bank still fun for me. I, I don't think it, it should is. be its own pay-per-view. I was disappointed that Miz ca- crashed it in that way, too. Um, I thought maybe he was going to win it, but uh, and it would have been a safe way because Drew didn't really lose. AJ didn't really lose. The Miz won. Some fishy business. Uh, but he does have it back now. Don't know how he's going to be able to pull it off. And you have all these big talent coming up, gunning for that WWE title. Keith Lee, Randy Orton, uh, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins when he gets back. All these people are going to be gunning for that title. I don't know whoever showed their own name. It might not be accurate, but lots of main eventers. Uh, and then there's a Miz really going to have a WWE title run in all that. I mean, can he no. really get back on top? I'm telling you, when he was no. healed Miz, though, he was fucking good. And now he's like so much better on the mic. Like, I know all you guys are like, boo, Miz, I fucking hate him. That's what he, that's what the Miz is. And he's the ultimate heel. He's the ultimate fucking guy you want to punch in the face. And he knows it. The, the the Miz shouldn't be the champion. I think he's always like an IC guy. He should be like Mister Inter, uh, Intercontinental Champion. But what I really He'll like with Jericho's the WWE record too, he will before he retires. What I really like right now with the WWE and the dynamic is that the two champions they have right now are so fucking believable, like Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. That when you just said that, like everyone's gunning for it, yeah, they're finally in a position where like literally they can have a circle of people gunning for these titles instead of it just being like one feud and then mm-hmm. that feud's over and another one starts like they could have multiple people going for it like they have what Keith Lee versus uh, Sheamus to fight uh, to, to to fight Drew McIntyre next week on Raw like, no it was it happened this past week oh it happened it this was past week it a great week. match okay. yeah fucking speared bomb Sheamus ass right through the fucking <laughs> mat man no I know but the match to fight 
Drew Mack is next week, right? Oh yeah, I don't. I yeah. I, I think so. Yes, it's raw. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's next week. And then we have Royal Rumble coming up. I feel like it's like a really good time for WWE. They have two really good champions heading into WrestleMania season. Two champions that me personally, I don't want to see lose that title. So when they, if they do at WrestleMania, it's really going to feel like a fresh start. Yeah, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll go back. I said this a few times now. You want to put Miz back in the right spotlight? I think he deserves another run with that championship as a heel. Um, and it would have been Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton gets his like 16th, 17th win, and it can still happen on the road to WrestleMania. He ends up fighting Edge at WrestleMania. Edge beats Randy Orton, finally gets that WWE title back. Randy Orton is just pissed off. Remember SummerSlam, Shawn Michaels and Triple H? After Shawn Michaels won, Triple H hits him with a sledgehammer. Randy Orton can do something similar, punt him, and then The Miz, awesome, comes out, cashes yeah. on the Edge, ultimate heel heat. The next night on ultimate Raw, heel. fucking, it would be... It'd be great. That's what they should do. But then we have to sit through like a really long Edge versus Miz feud, and that's like I don't really. No, want to no. See that. Here's the thing, though. This is a way for Edge to win the championship and not be the champion and not have to do like more of a full time schedule. It's like a really quick championship run. You know, you want it, yeah, and then, then boom. I want to see the Miz win, but I don't want to see him be the champion after. <laughs> I like I mean? when he's a super coward. Like you know, when Seth Rollins was like with J and J Security, and he very Even similar character, old. very similar. He got old. It got old. Uh, yeah, I he guess. was really good at it at first, but then it got to the point where it was like, "Who cares if he's in the main event of fucking some random pay per view? He's just gonna cheat to win." You know what I mean? So it kind of got a little annoying. But that's every heel, though. But yes, yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, we got Charlotte Flair. She is back, guys. She won the tag team championship with Oscar. Awesome. Got Oscar two belts. Fun fact. Asuka had the most matches in 2020 of any superstar. So give her a fucking talkie just for that, guys. Um, Grand Slam champion, Charlotte Flair. People are already pissed off about her coming in, winning that title right away. Um, now, what do you think about Lana here, right? So Lana, they're building her up, putting it through tables week after week after week after week. Inevitably, to have her have this big payout, big payoff, she doesn't have it. She's taken out of the match, and Charlotte's inserted and wins the title. Wow, people were saying Miro, they're gonna they're gonna punish Lana. No, look at her; they've given her the most TV time. Even Miro's like, look how much TV time they're giving her. And then they do the long game. They do the long game, and they pull her out last minute. And uh, I think she hasn't even been that active on social media since. She's just like, I think she was really d- distraught over this. It's not fake, man. Like she wanted to be there, but you have to see this coming a mile away, right? Because. Charlotte, Nia Jax, you know, you kind of felt like maybe... I thought Asuka was going to be taken out and it'd be Lana Charlotte. I'm not going to complain because, you know, it gives Asuka another title run. But um, Lana, man, like, got a feel for her. Not a great way to end the yeah. year, eh? Man. Yeah, I know. That's kind of how I feel, too. <laughs> I like Charlotte better than Lana. Me, Charlotte's me, great. Lana was funny to go in there. And, like, I was kind of growing on me seeing her get her butt kicked. But, like, I can't credibly... Like, when she beat Nia Jax... Poor Nia Jax, man. Getting beat cleanly by Lana... That's almost as bad as like when Carmella beat Oscar. Like that's almost as bad. Almost. Yeah, it's almost as bad. But almost. I don't know. I'm, I'm I I I like Charlotte Flair. I'm happy she's back. I think things are always better when she's around. I like Charlotte Flair too. She's a fucking great worker. Uh, you want to watch great wrestling matches? She's going to be in that. But I will say, like, she's good. She shows up. She works hard. But the WWE is giving her all the titles and all the opportunities. If I was her. 
cool give them to me i don't mind awesome yeah. you know what's she gonna say um but they do put her in the title picture she she'll come back in she'll get she'll come back in she's already looking like she's lining up in a match with oscar um we'll have to wait and see what happens and uh, i just think if they do oscar versus charlotte at wrestlemania again like that's a stupid i mean i don't mind doing them doing part two or part three or whatever they're at now but like just to have charlotte win again like I don't know. You need to turn her heel and have Asuka pick one up or something. I don't know. Maybe they don't even have her fight at WrestleMania. It's just a tag team match. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they'll hold the titles that long, and it's obviously moving on to something else. Um, you know, Charlotte wants all the money, all the championship, all the wealth, all the fame. So, you know, uh, it's weird seeing her as a face. I'll say that at the very least. But It won't last. You know that. She's a natural heel. which is She nice. is a natural heel. Uh, what yeah, else do like, I got before we get into the talkies? Anything else? Uh, no, man. No, I think I'm good. I, I want to do this. I want to get into the talkies. It is 2020, guys. Uh, let it rip. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Talkamania presents the talkies 2020. I feel like uh, we should have put on suits and, like, I got my funny hat carpet or something. That my niece got me for Christmas. What does it say on it? Uh, oh, my gnome. And it has, like, little oh gnomes. It's kind of like if you know old Donkey Kong video games. That's what it looks like, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Ooh, this is I, a, I was talking, talking to Jay. Our third talk. He's three years, man. Three years. Yeah, we don't fuck around, yeah. man. Except when it comes to production, because this is going to be a clusterfuck. Uh, No, I'm just joking. Uh, It'll be fun. Uh, But yeah, I basically like, even up until like yesterday, I'm like, who do I have as this? Who do I want as this? Oh, there's there's so many in-betweeners. I can go one way or the other. Best match is always the hardest because it's like, I remember watching matches be like, oh, this is an amazing match. But then now we're at the end of the year. I'm like, I don't remember any of the matches. So I have to go back and watch it. It wasn't that good. That's how I look at it. No, I smoked so much pot. I don't remember anything, man. (laughs) <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I had to go back. I did, did some referencing took some couple matches to check out. Um, I'll talk about them. I'll, I'll give my honorable mentions when it's needed, but, uh, I always like this. Look forward to it. Wrapping up the year 2020 with our tops. Again, these are our picks, our favorites in each category and, uh, it might not be yours, but you know, it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck what you think. Uh, it is what it is. And uh, that's all it is, man. We get to wrap up the year with the talkies and then next year. The Royal Rumble, man. It's a pretty cool way to end off the year and then looking into the new one. And on that note, we're going to take one more break because we're going to make you all wait. But we'll be right back with the Takis after this. The year that you're loving to hate If you fucking with the team You catch a boot to the face Rebound from the boot I hit the Irish whip Don't be mad Cause we know your podcast ain't shit Stop hating motherfucker You know he the man RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant And them two hard hitters Repping Montreal Godfathers of the crew Making sure we ball If you still wanna hate It's no saving ya You might get beat 
down, I'm talking mania. Listen to the whole team across body of work. It'll make you realize that you should have been first. And me, I cause chaos everywhere that I go. 80 proof and no less got me ready to throw. Don't step to the mic unless you want that smoke. FPC, the whole team is like a knife to your throat. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 <coughs> Welcome back. Episode 183. It's the talkie time. It's the last one. We're literally, we're literally here. It's New Year's Eve. It is 9 p.m. Yeah. And we are fucking doing the talkies, man. It's pretty cool. I got a good joke for you. All right. Let's hear it. You know how everybody wants like 2020 to end and 2021 to start? Mm-hmm. But what they don't understand is that once 2020 is over, we're just admitting that it's 2021. <laughs> the ultimate dad joke to make you laugh and then cry inside because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. We'll see what All happens. Right, Des, kick us off. Run this through. You got the categories in front of you. What do we got? All right, guys. We're going to get into things, guys. So J-Bomb and I kind of randomly throw shit together on talkies. That's kind of how we roll over here. But usually kind of fall in the same suit every year. So we got stuff that we're going to be going over. We got top male, top female, top tag team, our breakout star of the year that we feel just kind of took it to the next level. Uh, the best title. What championship meant the most to you this year? Uh, the COVID MVP. Who stood out during this crazy time? We got best match and worst angle and predictions for 2020. One, we have a couple as well there that we can throw into, like best returns and stuff if we want to talk about it. Um, but let's get into it, guys. So, j I don't know if you have your notes or you got stuff on your brain, but we're going to jump into it. Let us start. Yep. Let us start with. Who is the COVID MVP? Who is your COVID MVP? So, remember wrestling? Michael. We got thrown into this shit. Things locked down. Who has been a rock for. This period during COVID. It's a tough one because I feel like it falls between three people. I have three people written down too. Do you? Yeah, but probably not the same. But To me, like... Okay, so we got Roman Reigns who just left. Which is fine. Understandable. He's out of the picture. And we had... You know, Becky Lynch and the whole Oscar thing where Becky dropped the title. But then we had the emergence of Sasha Banks and Bailey, which I think were like... Insanely great. And then Drew McIntyre was the champion throughout the whole thing, and he was just fucking phenomenal Still as well. Is. From, yeah, so it, it's a tough one. I'm To me, the three is Drew, Bailey, and Sasha. Mm. Those are my three at the end of the day. Asuka is very close fourth. But if I have to pick between them all, and I'm going to try and like not have everybody be the same people because I think those three names or four names are going to win a lot of awards tonight. So I'm going to try and... Move it around, but I'm gonna give the COVID MVP. I gotta give it to Drew McIntyre. Like it's just not that he did. He kept me more interested. Sasha and Bailey were really good, but it wasn't like the entire time. Right, that's it. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people's predictions on like superstar of the year. Um, people taking Roman Reigns. I tell you straight up, I'm not taking Roman Reigns. Um, I think what he's doing now is fucking spectacular. Best Roman Reigns ever. 
But dude, he he only came in like a couple months ago. So for 2020, I'm thinking about the whole year. Uh, maybe it impacted you enough to push him up to that. And that's cool. It's all about picking your favorites here. Uh, and it's funny. You talk about the three people you've written down. Um, I also have Bailey and I also have Asuka. Um, and Sasha obviously deserves to be up there as well. The only thing with Sasha, uh, I think she took a bit of the year off in the beginning. I don't think she was even in the Royal Rumble, if I remember. Uh, yeah, and, and then she kind of came in. And then kind of the whole thing with Bailey happened, and it's kind of been an afterthought since. So it's kind of like she's solid, great worker, but I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe shift it a little bit to the side. Uh, Asuka, again, like I said, wrestled the most matches in 2020, which is awesome. But look, man, as much as I love Asuka, and you know I do, her booking hasn't been amazing. She's had some awesome matches with with Bailey and Sasha, um, but I don't, you know, I don't think it's been like standout. I think I'm going to go with you. I agree. Drew McIntyre is my pick here. I think from start to finish, even since the Royal Rumble, he came in and he fucking obviously was really bitter about what was going to happen at WrestleMania. No moment for him. The crowd not being there, taking that title, um, not only winning it, but defending it against credible people. The Big Show, uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, you know, the, the list goes on. He's been cementing himself and Drew McIntyre is now literally a legit, you know, champion. To me, oh, yeah. his whole COVID area, COVID area, and dude, his promos are great. I remember I was bitching and complaining about how he was a nice guy now, and he wasn't that. But like, he's making the nice thing actually work now. Like, he's kind of yeah. nice with an edge. Um, so I think from start to finish to, to where we are now, it's more like January to now. Who was the MVP? Um, it's it's Drew McIntyre. I agree with you, man. Yeah, nice. We agreed. That's awesome. On on boot to the face on their final show, they had they they both like nominated one person and then they had to argue against each other, which who they united unanimously uh, agreed upon at the end. Who do oh, do we have to watch? You guys have to check it out. And listen, yeah, it's very good. No boot spoilers, right? Yeah, I want to go check that out now. All right, um, good shit, cool. All right, guys, we're gonna move along. Best title, best championship, okay, guys. So we, this again, remember. We obviously are more of a WWE-centric show here, but you can dip and you can dive into any you know company that you want, whatever felt most important to you. Um, so, J-Bomb, which title in wrestling was a standout title for you in 2020? It comes down to two belts for me, uh, one from AEW and one from WWE. AEW obviously being the TNT title. Yeah. I thought that was like a lot cooler than um, the AEW World Championship title. Uh, just because, I mean, Cody Rhodes. But there there was ups and downs with it. I mean, there was just like, when I think of titles of 2020, it doesn't mean that the title was the best title. It's just what titles I think of. Like the TNT being revealed, it being looking like a like a fruit roll-up, <laughs> trash can, piece of shit. And then them going, oh, no, guys. No, 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 We're no. not done yet. Uh, we're not yeah. done yet. No, no, it's Come on, COVID, man. No COVID, one's buying COVID. that shit. And then, it, then like the rest of it came out and it was still kind of trash. It's not a nice looking title. Um, and then everything now with Brody Lee with, with with his son getting it, all those kind of things. It's just like it's been it's been a big player in pro wrestling that title. And then on the well WWE side of things, uh, to me it was the SmackDown Women's Championship. I feel like the Universal Championship had a lot of good stories. It's on the right guy right now with Roman. The WWE title was pretty much Drew Mack, except for that little tiny thing with Randy. You know, once it got taken off of Brock Lesnar. But we kind of knew where the home was, and as good of a title as it's been, I still think that one of the better stories was surrounding the SmackDown championship for the women. 
But I guess if I have to give it out, I mean, the SmackDown Women's Championship was really good. But I, the AEW one was good too because there's just so much, so much like. But don't you feel for the SmackDown just, Women's Championship? Because like I'm, I'm right here. I pretty much got I got TNT and SmackDown Women's as my honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. Now, you you're, you're making some good points with the TNT title. I'm sitting back now and I'm reflecting how like Cody made it a not just Cody but like whenever they defended it, you'd have you know indie talent come in, which I thought was really innovative and really cool to do. Some of these guys got into AW through this. I thought it was great to have this open challenge. It's not new. Cena did it, but I like the way they did it. And then having Brody win it, the match was fantastic against Cody. One of the best matches of the years, and many will say. And then giving it to his son last night as well, too. Like, dude, like, I might change my answer. I don't know. The TNT title is pretty fantastic. Had a great year. It's going to go down in history just for that. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship, though, right? Love the whole buildup with Bailey and Sasha. Maybe a bit too long, but it was a huge part of the year. I only feel like after that whole Bailey Sasha thing ended, you know, like before it, the middle of the sandwich was the really big part, and it was huge. One of yeah. my favorite storylines as well, too. I don't know if the payoff was as good as it was going to be. Sasha won the title. I think they were waiting for that whole crowd reaction. She deserves to have that title. She's been excellent for the WWE during 2020. Uh, but now, again, moving into those kind of, uh, I guess, fodder feuds, you know, Carmella and then whoever next and then whatever next. Um, so it hasn't been like all 2020 for me. But it's noted that is my like notable mention is the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, my title that I picked, I mean, again, TNT, I'm kind of wavering. Uh, dude, and I, I'm very surprised I'm saying this. It's the WWE title, man. Like, I don't know how many times we've had conversations where we talk about that title and we just feel like it hasn't felt like a championship in ages. Everybody yeah. holding it doesn't feel like they're the champion. It's it's kind of just like a title that's thrown around. Dude, Drew McIntyre is the first champion, and I'm not like I am a pretty pretty decent Drew McIntyre fan, but he's not my favorite wrestler. But I respect the hell out of him. And he literally I tune in, I see him come out with that belt, his physique, and I'm like, this guy fucking looks like a champion, man. He looks yeah, like a champion. He, he carries himself like a champion. That belt looks fantastic on him. Uh, and I'm like, it's the first time I'm thinking back like 90s, you know, uh, or when Bret Hart had it and Shawn Michaels had it and like The Undertaker's carrying it, even Psycho Sid over his shoulder. And I'm like, these guys are fucking champions. And there has been some fantastic champions since, guys. But Drew McIntyre has made that WWE title feel like a WWE title. Good point. So you're going with the WWE? Yeah, I'm going to go. I just reconvinced myself. But the TNT Championship, man, like honestly, it's really between the two of them. And if it was came down to a debate, I would be okay with TNT being that title because great year for the title, the unveiling, uh, the matches, having indie talent coming in, and then Brody Lee, the retirement at the end. Like, oh, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's really a tweener for me. I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to stick with the AEW. I just I have to just because I gotta I gotta give a bone over to AEW. I feel like they did that title well, as crappy as it is. Uh, we got some guys in the chat chaos series here. Metallic Fender says Happy New Year. He says you guys are the champions. Yeah, oh. thanks, you man. Go watch Cobra Kai. New season's out actually uh, tomorrow. Men's, you know what he's gonna be doing this Metallic Fender. He's gonna be watching Cobra Kai tomorrow. Why did we have to get a Cobra Kai reference in here? Come on, guys. We almost made it through 2020 without another one. For fuck's sakes. All right. So, there we go. AEW and WWE Championship. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. I feel like I should give one to AEW as well, too. Um, TNT title. No joke, man. Great year. 
All right, guys, we're going to go on to the tag team of 2020, guys. So there's been lots of teams, man. Like, no joke, Andrade and Garza, they were an awesome tag team. Street Profits, they held the tag team titles almost all the year. The New Day as well, two tag team titles again. The Viking Raiders, list goes on and on and on. If you like the Young Bucks, you're like into Spot Monkeys, that also is a great tag team. Fuck the Revival as well. So, so many tag teams out there, guys. I want to know, J-Bomb, out of tag team wrestling, and I know you can or cannot be a fan of it. You don't like all the gymnastics and theatrics in AEW. I want to know, tag team of the year, buddy. I'm not a big fan of the tag team division, not going to lie. It's not a really easy one to pick for me either, because I couldn't even... I don't think I can name you five tag teams. Um, I feel like they're all breaking up. Like the Usos aren't really a tag team in 2020. They weren't around all that much. Was Asuka and uh, were the Kyrie? Yeah, the yeah, they were together. They were together in 2020. Were, yeah, yeah, but not much, right? No, but that, was the TLC match they had? In, it wasn't. Was it in 2020? No, couldn't have no, been. It was TLC the end of, yeah, such a good match. That was an amazing match. I mean, I'm scrolling through their roster, and the only guys that really stand out to me. I mean, I don't really care for the NXT. Guys, I think that the NXT tag team division is kind of crap. Uh, I, I guess I got to go with uh, Street Profits. I mean, I guess I'll go with the Street Profits. Like, I want to say, okay, Chaos Series is tag team of the year, New Day or Street Profits. I, who's been better than the Street Profits? They were champs for a really long time, but there's no like really memorable things that they did. Dawkins me. slimmed down, yeah. man. He's looking fantastic. He's still got that big old pumpkin on his shoulders. That isn't not slimming down, but he's in great shape. Uh, I love his in-ring enthusiasm. He has to sit down on the sky high he does. D'Lo Brown would mm-hmm. be ashamed. Uh, that Montez Ford, that, that dive he does, no joke. These guys had a tag team titles for quite a while. Um, yeah, they're, they're a great team, so it wouldn't be a bad pick. That's who I'm going to go with. That's okay. who I'm going to go with. I think. All right. All right. Unless you convince me otherwise. Uh, for me, actually, it's funny because I was thinking about tag teams and like, man, I'm not going to be able to pick a good one. And the, the tag team division's never really great. Uh, and WWE never really has been for quite some time. And then the AW, they're all over the place. Like they got like so many tag teams, triple tag teams, six man tag teams. Um, you know, while it's all spots and stuff, I went back and I was watching some contenders for match of the year because I was reading some of the top rated matches. And there's one match that I watched, um, definitely probably one of the best tag team, if not the best tag team match, probably. Um, and you're probably going to jump at me because of who's in this. Um, but I just think the story behind it uh, and leading up to it uh, was awesome. So I think my favorite tag team is, and I'm going to play this, Jade, see if you can figure it out. My tag team of 2020, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I oh, thought they were fucking shit. sick together. I that think the story Hangman. that they told was really good. Hangman Page being torn, coming out with the rings under his eyes. Their match with the Young Bucks where they were on the same page, but they ended up uh, winning that match. Like Go back and watch it, man. They were off the same page, on the same page. 
so really good long story time between the two of them. So I like that. I thought it was fantastic. So my tag team, as obscure it is, and not an official tag team, um, Hangman Page and, and Kenny Omega, fucking fantastic. Go watch the match with the Young Bucks. I'm not a huge Young Bucks fan. I think they're over the top. But I went back and watched it, expecting myself to roll my eyes a million times during this match. Although it was a bit long, um, fucking fantastic. And, uh, dude, Hangman Page is good. He won me over with this feud. I know you were a big fan of him going into AW. People were thinking he was the chosen one. He'd be the first AW champion. Um, but uh, he kind of got forgotten about, put into this feud, and he got over for me. I, I, I like him a lot now. I'm just a little bit worried now that I don't know what's going on with me. He's floundering a little bit. Um, but Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, that's my tag team of 2020. That's a good pick. That's a better pick. You're right. I would agree with you on that. They were, they were, they were a better tag team this year. I'll go with that. Good shit. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to move right along, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the Takis. Breakout star of 2020. Who took advantage of the year, took their efforts to new levels, reinvented themselves, whatever you want to say, guys. Who was your breakout star? And again, this is our personal picks. Doesn't mean that's who it is, but, you know, we're probably right. All right. J-Bomb, who is your breakout star 2020? I know who my breakout star 2021 is going to be. Um, 2020, this is going to be maybe a little bit different. I mean, she existed before. She's had a lot of success. She's a, She's been a champion before, but this is the year that I gave a shit about it. And my breakout star of the year, hands down, is the bitch, Bailey. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think that's a fantastic pick. It's actually not who I picked. But it is my second place in brackets. Like, Bailey, hands down. Um, it's funny because they turned her heel. She had a live audience there. She really, really was drowning at first. She didn't know what to do. She was getting frustrated. They took the crowd out. And I think that was the best thing that could have happened for her because she doesn't have to worry. She can be loud. She can smack talk. Like, honestly, I think Bailey smack talking might have been the MVP of the COVID era. I love the way she would talk. <laughs> the ding dong stuff. Kind of getting silly, but at the same time, I liked it. I liked the way that she works, the way she is. Um, you know, know your role model. Even her music sounds like The Rock now as well a little bit. Bailey's awesome. I love her as a heel. People thought it would never work. And now I'm like, dude, she can never go back to hugs and kisses. She has to be this Bailey. Oh, I love sure. it. The only thing I'm going to say about her is um, longevity. I just feel like after the whole Sash thing ended... We haven't really seen too much of Bailey. She's feuding with Natty. Now she's kind of going on with Bianca Belair, which is good for Bianca. Um, but I, I'm going from like beginning of the year to the end of the year in my in my whole package here. And Bailey definitely gets definitely number two on my list. Um, what else did I also put in? Um, I think people that also might uh, be considered contenders: Hikaru Shida from AEW. She's been amazing yeah, this sure. year in the women's division. She's obviously been the Right choice. Riho wasn't, and now they're going with uh, Shida, and they're going full steam ahead. She's been solid, um, and I want to give Jey Uso fuck. Jey Uso has been awesome. The way that oh, he yeah. came out, broke out of his shell, um, picked up a clean win against what AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. Now I'm not going to go with him just because it was on the last quarter of the year. Uh, but love, love, love what he's doing, and then Roman Reigns. And I know Roman Reigns doesn't need to be said that he's breaking out, but he's broken out of his typical mold he is a heel yeah. he's an awesome heel i love it so he definitely deserves an honorable mention um now i'm gonna sound like i'm beating a dead horse here guys 
But my pick for breakout star of the year is going to be, once again, Drew McIntyre. Now, well, I remember this year going into it, Drew McIntyre was floundering around, losing matches, to like Ricochet. Uh, he was with Ziggler last year or some shit. And all of a sudden, he comes in, starts picking up momentum, well, goes into the Royal Rumble. And I'm watching that Royal Rumble match again this past few days, and the excitement, the crowd, the energy. And when Drew mm-hmm. took off Brock Lesnar's head, that pop. The next week, him showing up. The road to WrestleMania. Him taking it on the chin and realizing he's got to do it in the Performance Center. You watch that 24-7. You watch Broken Skull Ranch. All fucking awesome insight on what was going on. You watch him going with his championship, taking on Big Show, taking on Randy Orton, taking on all these people, and just building up and just being a credible champion. I talked about him making himself being a legitimate champion. He's a legitimate future Hall of Famer now, I could even say. He obviously has some years to put on him in the WWE, but dude, this guy has made the WWE title relevant, and I feel in terms of he's always been growing, always progressing, even in NXT, but January... To December, this guy's legitimate, cemented himself, and fucking broke out. And I know it's kind of saying he was already at that level. No, man, he's at a whole fucking another level now. So Drew McIntyre yeah. is who I'm going to go with. I, I don't like it for breakout because, like, I get that he's broken out of the pack, but, like, he's still the same Drew McIntyre. He's a little bit nicer, but he's still the same Drew. I would say he definitely got, like, the push of the year, and he could be the wrestler of the year for sure. But breakout, like... I honestly thought you were going to say Dexter and Loomis when you said that <laughs> ba- uh, Bailey wasn't yours because Dexter was second on my list. But, like, Drew McIntyre is still Drew McIntyre, you know? That's like saying all of a sudden... Uh, oh, I don't know, man. If you look at w- December last year, no, but like, let's nobody say thought he was going to win the Royal Rumble. 2020. Nobody thought he beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He kicked out of one fucking... He kicked out of an F5 at one. Kicked out of, like, know, four of them. But he, it's, not, it's not like a character breakout. I mean, he's definitely had the best year. I would say... Ma- Wrestler of the year, but I get okay, I get okay, okay all right, all right. If, I then I, if you want to go on into semantics of what what the meaning is, okay. Development, like who had the be- who had the best growth, or I, I don't know uh, Bailey. Okay, then I guess I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Drew, Drew and Bailey, Drew and Bailey. Let's have the hold hands. They'll because have Bailey cake. Change characters, but Damn. Bailey's fucking fantastic, man. Like it was a very it was like Drew dot 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 Bailey because it was just Bailey was fucking great this year. Yeah, I liked her. But again, you can make that argument. Like, she's already around. Did she really break out? I mean... Yeah, because she switched characters. She had a completely repackaged. New music, new look, yeah, new yeah, attire, guess, new everything. I guess, I guess so. Cool. All right. I like your pick. Yeah. <clears throat> I like it. All right. We're going to go on next. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Okay. We're talking about the COVID era, right? And this is an unofficial... This is just an official talkie, I guess. COVID hit. Things changed. Fans are gone out of the arena. No more fans. That is it. Industry had to re-envision, re-imagine, re-event the current product. Okay, We had WWE, all of a sudden, no fans. It was very quiet, very weird. Then all of a sudden, we had AEW, who started putting their roster in the audience to add a little bit of ambiance, which was pretty good. Yeah. And then you have NXT putting up those chain-link fences, right? So everybody kind of added in their own things, added some pretty good element to it. In your opinion, looking back in hindsight, who did COVID best? Who adapted best? AEW is definitely the front runner for. I I think it's a fifty fifty split because I feel like AEW did it better the first half, and then Thunderdome to me is just far surpasses AEW. When I watch AEW, I feel like it's more empty. WWE's done a better job of piping in sounds and piping in chants, especially on NXT. And, I think NXT's actually gotten back that NXT energy now. Yeah, NXT. I'm putting that in the same boat as WWE, but I feel like 
you know, like you mentioned it before, where Bailey was kind of floundering with the fans there, you took the fans away and you let you let like WWE kind of tell you how to feel for a bit, and then we all bought into it. I like Bailey might not have ever gone over as a heel. Oh yeah, if it wasn't for WWE kind of forcing it on us. So when you listen to to people talk about oh, Vince, Vince is trying to tell you what to think. You know, I think the COVID era has kind of opened my mind to kind of accept that a little bit more. Like, would I have liked Roman Reigns before this entity of Roman Reigns had I never heard everybody boo? Because it became fun to boo him. It became fun to be, like, anti-Roman Reigns. But had they been able to tell the story without any fans interrupting it, would it have been better? You know, like... So, I don't know. Uh, I, I got to split it down the middle with AEW and WWE, but... AEW definitely, like, paved the road. They were... I, fuck it, I'll give it to AEW just because they were Ooh, the first to do it. Nice. They were so good at it. Dude, they, they it was, did pick it, it up really good. I like the Omnis. like having the talent around the, the ring. I thought that was really good. Uh, maybe careless because you're not knowing you know, how easily it could spread. Obviously, both companies had their outbreaks or whatever, people getting it, you know, all that shit. It's going to happen. Uh, AEW really had me for a while as well, too. I agree. I thought they were very quick. Very quick to be like, okay, what can we do to make things better? What can we do to make things more appealing to the fans? And then the WWE just caught on and then just took it took it from there. And I just I, I think the WWE won it. Um, it's not even a hard debate. Look, not only WrestleMania, right? They had to do it around WrestleMania time. Around WrestleMania time. That was a fucking scramble. We got two days of WrestleMania. A lot of us say it was too much. Probably was. Also came at a time where we needed it. Two days of wrestling, not too bad because we can turn our brains off, you know, enjoy WrestleMania for two days. It's a special occasion. But I'm telling you, like you said, when they kicked in that Thunderdome, man, and you have all those fans and they're bringing them in and they're making them interactive, uh, I think that was pretty fucking innovative. And not just that, produce matches. Like think about WrestleMania. We got the Firefly Funhouse. We got the broke the Boneyard match, whatever, with Undertaker, which they say is the match of the year. Uh, I mean, produce match of the year, I guess. Um, you know, and then it led the way for AW to do something similar with produce matches. NXT to do produce matches. So I think, look, the WWE is the machine. They are the mecca. They often don't keep their finger on the pulse of what the fans want, uh, but they're a business. They know how to bring in viewers. They know what to do. And I feel like the, the Thunderdome was just mind-blowing. Like, I heard about the Thunderdome. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just, like, graphics and lightning and fireworks. Yay! But then when I see all the people there fuck like that was pretty cool and then the fact that you can go in for free sign up and actually join in on these thunderdome things you know it's kind of cool um you know i also like watching it on my couch um but at the same time uh pretty cool and dude when you're in it you feel like you're part of the experience because you actually have people like uh, the announcers and stuff they actually come on and they're talking to you and they're like uh all right guys we're gonna be coming on in three ten seconds so make sure to cheer and the more you cheer the camera might be on you and you know oh here comes the bad guy boo guys boo guys okay here's a good guy cheers okay we're going for a commercial (laughs) break guys so go to the bathroom but be back in two minutes all right guys we're coming back in 30 seconds all right in 10 9 8 and it felt like you were part of like a production team like it was kind of cool you felt like they were talking to you um (laughs) so that was a lot of fun my experience with the thunderdome was pretty cool so I, I, I have to give it to the WWE. AW took the right steps. They were really quick at figuring out like hip and, and cool and fun ways. Uh, the WWE sat back and was like, from a business standpoint, how do we bring in fans? And I think the Thunderdome was fucking genius. So it's, it's WWE, really- WWE for me. Right. Yeah. No, you're, you're probably right. I'm just giving it to AW because they were the first. 
to make to make it cooler. So we're talking about the positives here. I want to know if we're going to give out talkies for the worst, the worst of 2020. What was the worst angle for you of 2020? Worst angle, storyline for you, whatever you want to put. The worst. What is the worst for you? Well, I th- you know, I, you know get, coming back to Money in the Bank, I think Otis winning the Money in the Bank was pretty trash. But we did, like, I, it was just unnecessary because... That was a fun match, like, we just didn't, I mean, the men and women going up the building no, the at the same time. Too, no, super, super innovative. Super match. No, I hate it. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have got a lot of this. Going back to the, 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 the who did COVID better, like, we wouldn't have got that match. Even the Randy Orton versus The Fiend, where they set him on fire, like, we would not have gotten this stuff. Would it have not been for COVID times. So, there's That's some good... Oh, yeah, The Fiend. Yeah, that was great. Uh, worst, worst, wait, was it worst storyline of the year? Worst anything. Like, what was your worst? Because oh, Otis still brought, like, good stuff. Otis still brought good they stuff. They could have even me. done something with that cash-in, and it would have worked. Even with the tag team titles. Like, there was never, there's never been a cash-in with the tag team titles. They could have done that with Heavy Machinery. If you're going to waste it at any time to do the tag team titles, this would have been it. Put into the history books. Here, go with what you have. Okay. I got to think about this in a little. All longer. right. So 2020 uh, was filled with a lot of crap. Um, I was going to go, and th- this is actually very, very unpopular for me to say this because a lot of people love this. The ratings loved it, but I thought it was the most cringy, fucking garbage shit ever. Uh, but it was more on 2019. Was the Lana Lashley Rusev love triangle? I fucking hated it. It's 2019 though. I know, I know, but they got married and on New Year's or January, the first week of January. And then they went through some feuding and a little bit of that shit. So I didn't pick this. I didn't pick this. I know a lot of people liked it. It was painful for me. Garbage. Poor Rusev. Um, Not that what he's doing now is any better. Uh, Poor guy in AEW. But I also put, as a runner-up, the Elimination Chamber with with Shayna Baszler. So that was fucking joke. The fact that she goes in and destroys everybody, makes them all look like fucking shit. And then McMahon's like, you know what? I don't buy into her. Let's forget that ever happened. And now she's losing to people like Alana every other week. Fucking retarded in hindsight. Uh, but my my fail, my big thumbs down, my three thumbs down uh, for 2020, anything with the name Retribution on it. Anything. Just oh, thought, yeah. Just thought the whole thing oh, was a yeah. mess. The whole thing was garbage. They were making things up as they went along. They still are. Uh, at one point, people had masks. They didn't. We didn't know who was in it. Uh, they weren't there for two weeks. Um, you know. No, it, for me, Retribution, and it's still garbage. Dijakovic, come on, man. We should do hashtag free Dijakovic. Yeah, no, Retribution was a dumpster fire. Chaos Theory in the chat says Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, I versus I. Yep, yep. was the worst thing. That's up there, man. I think, that, I think that feud was really, really bad, but I was still kind of like into the match until it ended, and then I was like, that's it. Like, I was I was curious to see what was going to happen. Um but I'm going to go with something, and it popped into my mind. And this is this might be pretty controversial, but I absolutely loathe it, and I think it's a hot pile of garbage. Um, Karrion Cross in NXT, to me, is a complete dumpster fire of trash. Oh. It's nothing. He's not the right guy for it. Uh, I don't like it. And, uh, yeah, I think he's the worst thing that it, that, that's happened to NXT in 2020. Why? Can you elaborate a little bit? Because that's a big... Uh, I mean, look like they're investing so much time, money, this guy. They made the champion, taking it off of Keith Lee squashing Champa. Now he's running through, I guess, Damian Priest before he moves on to Finn Balor. Clearly, he's going to be going for that title again. What don't you see in him? That other C is Scarlett Bordeaux, the the, the, the saving grace. Like, what is it, man? She's the best part of him. 
He he just he looks like a fucking chode. He looks like a such a mid carter creator wrestler in my opinion. He does look like and a creator Keith, wrestler a little bit, yeah. Keith Lee won both titles and then relinquished one and then lost it to Karen oh, Cross. No, it was such a shit on Keith Lee. Oh yeah, for sure. In, in such a build. And then like I I feel like that kind of hurt his momentum coming in the main roster. But Keith Lee's just a fucking loser. Like there's nothing cool Keith about Lee? him. His entrance is like Karen Cross means. What's that? You said Keith Lee is a loser by accident, I think. Oh, sorry. Karen yeah. Cross, yeah. Okay, cool. And he's... It should have been Lance Archer. Yeah, so. you know what? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Lance Archer is a fucking great guy. And J-Bomb Smiley, I don't know if he's getting heat in the chat. Uh, no, but, no, one, no one's giving me heat. All right. Uh, Karen Cross sucks, guys. Dude, I'm telling you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch his match with Keith Lee. I don't know Karen Cross. I don't know Killer Cross. Haven't really been a, a follower of his. And I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch some of his matches and see what he can prove to me in terms of, oh, yeah, this guy's fucking money other than being a very tall guy. Um, both matches I watch of his, like, nothing terrible, but nothing spectacular. And he got injured, you know? Like, so let's see what happens. I don't know. But uh, I agree with you that overrated, man. Definitely overrated. Definitely overrated. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people just, like, it's like a herd mentality on Twitter. It's like if some of the people that people admire on twitter for some reason think that it was good they're like oh yeah it was great it was great it was so good it was so good and then they have to like him for a long time but they're they're, they're gonna turn on him because people love that entrance too like i've seen it once or twice and it's, it was cool but like people get wet i'm like okay i, I mean i like fucking this is the greatest grace oh, that's, that's, that's a grace entrance yeah, in 2020. yeah man you know oh, it yeah. didn't happen yeah it's exactly grace entrance in 2020 you gotta find ways to fit that in a little bit more interesting will, cool good shit all right um. All right, let's do return. Best return. Talkie for the best return of 2020. Was Edge in this year's Royal Rumble? Was that Edge or was that 2019? You think you know me. did return at Royal Rumble 2020, and that's just going to prelude, make it easy peasy. I talk so much all the time, guys. Edge. Edge is my pick. I mean, after being gone so long, they kept it a surprise. Awesome. Good. Yay. I thought Edge was 2019 Royal Rumble. No, January 2020. Was it? Okay. The year yeah, then it's Edge. Yeah. I, I was going to say Charlotte this week on Raw or whatever it was. Because <laughs> she just came back this week <laughs> with her new nose and her new boobs and all that stuff. Oh, Lars Sullivan, though. Lars Sullivan came Oh, my God. He's off TV again, though, now. They're taking him away again. <laughs> it's like he's just just give up on this guy. He's not going to do it. He's just an, He just eats up a segment every week for me. Uh, but, yeah, yeah Ed, Edge coming back was awesome. Big. Having the match with Randy Orton, the best wrestling match, wasn't the best wrestling match, but it was really good. Um, unfortunately, he's injured. And I imagine he doesn't want to wrestle and waste up his matches he has left with no crowd being there. Um, so I'm sure we'll see him back eventually. Uh, but having him back is awesome. I know Sting coming back was huge for people. A lot of Sting marks are going to go out there and say, fuck you. It is Sting. Um, huge that he came back. Huge that he came to AW. A big part of history. He belongs there. Um, I just felt Edge, his surprise, the Royal Rumble, everything that led up to it, the matches. Uh, Sting kind of like showed up. Shivani said, it's Sting again, which is chills. Uh, but then not too much after. And some, you know, it, it hasn't been as, you know, Edge. I'm giving it to Edge. But Sting, no, number two. Roman Reigns' return was pretty big. Too. Oh, yeah. No, dude. That's number two. Yeah, that's number two. Yeah. And then Sting, 
we knew it was coming. We knew Sting was coming. They they teased it. So, <clears throat> all right, Edge, I agree with you, hundred percent. All right. So what do we got? We got uh, tagged. Uh, we got top male, top female, and we got a bold prediction for two thousand twenty one left. So I don't know if you want okay. to hit these or you want to take a quick break. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. Well, let's take a break. We'll be back uh, right after these for the final three. All right. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. Episode 183. We have our final three talkies to hand out. Des, which one do you want to start with, buddy? All right. Now, obviously, top male, top female are going to be the big ones here. So before we do, 2020 has been a year filled with lots of wrestling, lots of awards, lots of talkies, lots of memories, lots of sadness, yada, yada. All right, but before we do, we want to look ahead to 2021. So before we get into our final picks for male and female of the year, let's talk about some of our bull predictions for 2021. What are things you think are going to be coming? Some breakout stars. Uh, what is there to look out for on the horizon? Well, I'll start things off with I think Big E's going to have a big 2021. He's already gotten that cannon uh, strapped to him, winning the IC championship belt. But the big, the big one is... In the women's division, Bianca Belair is going to take over. Bianca Belair is going to be the breakout star for females in 2021 when it comes to WWE. Um, in AEW, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff going on with MJF. I think he's going to take a couple more steps forward. I could um, see him winning the title too, maybe soon. Well, not soon, but maybe in the next year or two. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with WWE mostly because it's kind of hard to, to predict stuff in AEW because I just don't know the product as good anymore. But Bianca Belair is going to be big. She better be. I think Car- I think Carmella is going to get a, a decent push more than she's gotten now. I think she'll be a prominent female in 2021 as well. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of the same, though. I, I'd like to see uh, uh, Undisputed Era come to the main roster. I'd like to see that in 2021. Um, I'd like to see Dexter Loomis in the main roster as well in 2021. Uh, but it's tough. I mean, it all depends on Royal Rumble, right? Royal Rumble is, I mean, Royal Rumble is going to define a lot. And right now I, I don't know who's going to win either of them. So it's a tough one to call, but I, if I'm going to just talk about breakouts, I don't know about the men. I really don't know. I mean, I'm hoping it would be Keith Lee and Bianca Belair, but I don't know. Maybe Jey Uso. Like I'd like to see him run some single stuff, but I don't know what happens when Jimmy comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's tough to, too. Like to, to, Dom Mysterio has been sleeping too. Like I, I was gonna actually put him in my like not breakout star, but like honorable mentions because considering him coming out, not wrestling many matches, and then being in pay per view matches, like the kid's not bad. He puts in the work. He actually was like very convincing, you know. And like you know when they're on the the microphone, like let's say something happens with Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins, and they're walking up the ramp. There's no mic in their hands, but they're talking to each other as family. Like he's good at like still being in character and stuff like that. Um, so I wanted mm. to give him respect. That's kind of wanted to jump back and be like, you know, cool on the right track, Dominic. Um, but I think for the, the predictions, it could be a bunch of things. So I think everything you gave is a great example. Things you think might happen in 2020, um, bold predictions. And I think as well, I think Bianca Belair should, if they're smart, should play a huge role in 2021. This woman has charisma all over her money. Um, fucking awesome. She's strong. She's great in the ring. Everything great. All the boxes are checked for Bianca Belair, in my opinion. So some of my predictions, I agree. I think 
Undisputed Era will end up on the main roster at some point over the next year. It's, I, don't, I don't see them floundering around in NXT for another year. They've been doing amazing things with Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee would maybe be best in the mic this year, to be honest with you. I know people are talking about that. And they took him off TV, apparently, because his mic skills were better than some of the people on the main roster. Um, dude, you know what, man? He's a, he's, a, he's a contender for breakout star of the year as well, too, Pat McAfee. He had a fucking amazing match with Adam Cole. Yeah, but he's not a super. I know, I know. And the War Games match. Definitely an honorable mention. Um, what else do I have to say? Well, I think I think we're going to see the Iconics reunite. I think the WWE is going to be like, fuck, man. Well, you know what? We don't know what we're doing to Carmella. Let's put Carmella Peyton for a while. This isn't working out. And then, you know, Peyton will end up with fucking back with uh, Billy Kay. We know it's going to yeah. happen. Um the Miz. I think the Miz, now that he's got the briefcase back, the Miz is going to be champion again during 2021. I'm not saying it's WWE title, but he's going to be champion. I also think you'll see Becky this year. She's going to make a comeback. I don't think she might not wrestle, but she'll be around. And uh, what else do I got here? Uh, my breakout. My breakout star of the year? I think it's going to be Shotzi Blackheart. I think in, in terms of NXT, I think she will at least at some point during 2021 be the champion. Um, I think she oozes, looks like green, but it's yellow. NXT, like, I went back and I watched the eliminate, uh, the War Games match with the women. Fuck, man. Shotsky loves what she's doing. WWE has a lot of faith and trust in her um, to come in so quickly and, like, basically be the captain of the team pretty much. And then Halloween Havoc being the host. Uh, they're putting a lot in her. They see a lot in her. I think she's got a good personality for it. So not to shit on Bianca. Bianca's going to have a fantastic year. I just think don't sleep on Shotzi Blackheart. Um, And then I'm going to make one giant prediction for 2021. A lot of you might not like me speaking this name, but it is going to be the prediction. I think we will see Tessa Blanchard sign with WWE in 2021. Mm. So I think you'll Mm. see her. She is enjoying her time off, taking her time off, whatever she's doing now, hiding from all the fucking backlash that she's had. Um, But eventually she will emerge and people know her personality, and she's a little greedy one. And where is she going to have more fame? Where is she going to have more money? I think it's in the WWE. Shit on her all you want. You know, I can kind of divide personal and professional to some degree, but I want to see me Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, that is a WrestleMania match alone. Put her in the Royal Rumble. Have her win it. I know it's shit. Have her work NXT, probably build her way up, earn that trust back. My mind's going all over the place. Um, I just feel like <laughs> she will be back on the map in 2021. Um, it could be AEW. She could be the saving grace. Um, though Sheeta is doing a great job and really tighten up that division. But again, I feel like uh, she would work well in the WWE system. So Tessa Blanchard, WWE 2021. I'm going to throw out one more thing. I think Kevin Owens is going to become a champion in 2021 as well. I think he's having I a really so. good ending of the year. I a really so. good ending to 2020. So He has. Him and Roman have been fucking fantastic, man. I love it. Yeah. All right. I like that. It was a fun one. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to get into it. The Takis for man and woman. Top superstar of the year. Let's start with the men. And I'll go first. Who? Who could it be? Who? Who? I'm going to go first because, again, it's probably a no-brainer with kind of how I've been talking tonight about certain categories. Uh, But my top male of the year... Well, geez, it's got to be. My top superstar of 
2020. Drew McIntyre, man. Um, again, kind of no denying it. I honestly had a close runner-up of Randy Orton just because of the fucking great year he's had. He's taken a next-level heel. Uh, he's motivated. He's not lazy. He's the, you know, I'm here talking about Randy Orton when, when Drew McIntyre is the winner. So Randy Orton gets that honorable mention. But Drew McIntyre, all the way from January, showing up at the Royal Rumble, you know, he worked his ass off to get back in the WWE. Looks like he has, like, negative body fat on him. Looks like a fucking stallion when he comes out, holding that title. Um, everything he's done this year, and he's consistent, man. Not only has he been the MVP during the COVID area, not only has he made the WWE title legit for me, looking at him, it's been forever since I've seen somebody hold that title and be like, they are the WWE champion. It feels like the WWE winged eagle title again, even though it's got that WWE poppy fucking logo on front. So, Drew McIntyre, his development, all the claim kicks, um, everything. And I love that the fans haven't been there because he hasn't done that whole like, one, three, two, one Thank thing God. that much, which I hated. Um, I'm sure he'll do it once the crowd comes back, but... And the good thing about this is, it's like, look, two-time champion. Uh, I think him wrestling with Randy Orton was what cemented his legacy as a future Hall of Famer. He's got to put in more time, but he will get there. And he'll have that run with the crowd as well, too, in the future. He works. He's a workhorse. Watch his Broken Skull interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I could not change the channel. It's about an hour plus. I don't even know how long it was, but... Really good insight. You have so much respect for him walking out of this. He talked about so many things. And then seeing what he's been doing, the hard work he puts in, um, all the extra efforts he goes around to other departments, making sure things are good. Um, he's not just doing what you see on TV. There's lots behind the scenes that's going on too. This guy is fucking awesome. Working his ass off. Champion for a reason. And he just oozes champion. So Drew McIntyre made the title relevant. COVID MVP. Fuck you. He's the breakout star for me. And men's champion. There you go. Drew Mack. It's it's hard to argue against that. Uh, the the close runner up for me is Roman, but again, it's not been the whole year. Yes. So I agree. I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Drew McIntyre as well. Uh, if we're gonna talk about like factions of the year, I know we didn't do that, oh. but like to me the hurt business is just like the tits. Yeah. Fucking yep. I think they had the greatest year. Honorable um, mention, let's give them a Taki. But yeah, no, I'm I'll go with you. Drew McIntyre, you summed it up really well. Drew, Drew, cool. Drew McIntyre is definitely nice. the top male of the year. And I'm not even like, honestly, I, I sound in this talkies podcast that I'm like riding Drew McIntyre. And I really like Drew. I liked him. I was super upset when he left, but he's not my favorite. I'm not like, Drew's statement's coming on. Change the channel. I might miss them, might not watch it, but like, dude, you got you to gotta call a spade a spade, man. Drew McIntyre is your male superstar of the year. Um, Moxley, you know, good job in AEW, but I don't know. His title run, eh. Wasn't that great? Um, Jericho yeah. had a great 2019. So again, Roman Reigns, fantastic. Love the shit we're seeing, uh, but only came around not too long ago. Orton is a close second for me, uh, but Drew McIntyre is your male superstar of the year. Cool, all round well, for J Bomb and me. We're agreeing on it. Yeah, Sweet. man. Now, <laughs> the top female. The That's top be a titties. Bit harder. The top titty of the year. And this isn't an award for top titties. That one we didn't plan for, but all right. All right. Top female of the year. This could be in any uh, company. It could be whatever you want. It could be Charlotte Flair if you want it to be. So Vicky Guerrero, I heard some people saying, had an amazing year. So we'll have to wait and see what J-Bomb goes with. Um, you want to go first? Go ahead. Let's go. Yeah, Let's no, see. I'd like to go first. All right. Okay, so 
It's a hard Asta one. This is a very hard one. Because the, the women the women carry 2020. Yes. Outside of Drew McIntyre yeah. and Roman Reigns, the yep. women carry 2020. Oscar was great. Sasha Banks was great. Um, Bailey was great. Sheeta was great. Uh, Chaos Series singing Thunder Rosa. I've never seen a Thunder Rosa match. But so haven't you really... haven't you not been able to go on your 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 social media with seeing Thunder Rosa everywhere now? It seems like Thunder yeah, Rosa actually was an honorable mention in my breakout because nobody knew who she was, and now everybody knows who she was, and she's fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't know enough about her. Um, but th- what I'm going to go with is who have I been the most excited to see every every time they wrestle, and who is always delivered every time they've wrestled, and. I think I'm going to go a little bit off and I don't know if I'm going to do the same as you guys, but she's my favorite wrestler and I'm going to pick her and it's coming straight out of NXT, baby. I'm going with Io Shirai. Oh, depth there, depth there. So I don't know if you guys watched NXT this past week, but they did the year end slammies, the NXT awards or whatever they're going to call them. Um, She won top female and she won top superstar. So I think uh, Kyrie Sane did that as well too. They like the Jap Japanese women, but oh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I know I, I was, you're allowed. You, know, you got a daughter. I know I got a daughter and a wife who's Japanese. But um, dude, you can't. It's a fucking great argument, man. You Shirai has been fantastic. I mean, she dude, just the trash can spot won it for me. Dude, like that, that trash can. Trash can was, spot. I watched that match back today. It was so good, man. Such a good match. The women of NXT, and I'm saying Jay's talking about the women. How like. I agree with you. The, the best classes have left. They've graduated. But don't sleep on who is up no, and coming great. because it was a fucking great War Games match. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, uh, Tony Storm being there is pretty cool. Like they have – Tegan Knox is even out too. So I thought that was cool. Um, the garbage can spot, amazing, amazing. Uh, and then just seeing what happened. You know, she comes in. Uh, she has that triple threat match with Ripley and Charlotte. Wins the title. I have it hanging. The picture of it signed by EO in my wall. Beautiful picture uh, with the NXT title. And she's been champion ever since, man. And not only that, like, yeah, she might not be on NXT every week. And, you know, she might not be able to speak the best English. But every time she's in the ring, she fucking has, like, stellar matches. Candice LeRae, Ripley. I mean, that match with Ripley as well, too, like a week or two ago was so fucking good. So she backs it up. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And guys, for those of you who are Io Shirai fans, like go watch her shit before she entered the WWE. There's a whole world of the WWE universe who doesn't even know who she is before she entered. And I'll say the same thing for Asuka, but I'll leave it at that. Io has some amazing fucking matches outside of WWE. Some of her best matches. Um, So that's an amazing pick. It took balls because a lot of people are going to go with Sasha. A lot of people are going to yeah. go with Bailey. A lot of people are going to go with Thunder Rosa. You know what? And Thunder Rosa wouldn't be a bad pick either. Ripley. Um, but you know what? I got I to gotta give it to you, man. Got to give it to you. Great fucking pick. Good stuff. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But who do you have? All right, guys. So, you know, we had a lot of people stepping up big time. We had Sasha Banks. She is now a Grand Slam winner. She finally won that title off of Bailey. Every match she has is fucking great. She makes everybody look good, um, including Io Shirai, even though their match was fucking awesome. I like the match that they had at Great American Bash, I think it was. Uh, people can make arguments of Ripley. She's week after week in your face. Amazing growth. 
Um, Asuka, you think, would be an, a, an easy pick as well, too, for me. Because, guys, don't sleep on it. She had an amazing match with Charlotte, with Nia, with uh, Becky, with Sasha uh, this year. Lots of great shit. Didn't like her booking. I didn't think it was her best year. Ladies and gentlemen, my pick for the women, top woman, 2020... Great minds think alike, my friend. Io Shirai wow. is my number one woman of the year. You know, you might say I'm biased because I like the Japanese talent, but man, come on. Watch any Io Shirai match she's had. Fucking awesome. Sometimes the chemistry can get mixed up with, I guess, language differences or whatever. Uh, but regardless, she comes in here and she has fucking great match with everybody she's in the ring with. Ripley, that match she had where she was almost knocked out, still continued. Fantastic. The transition to the end where she threw into the table, threw her in. Did the moonsault. Everything was great. Winning the title. The trash can. Amazing year for Io Shirai. Uh, I hope it carries forward into the new year. I have to imagine her time as champion is probably ticking. Um, and then, who knows, main roster. And then what happens? Because the main roster has all been about the four horse women uh, and Asuka. Four horse women, Asuka. That has been the women's championship, pretty much. Can Io come in and take an extra spot? The matches with Asuka to look forward to. Will Kyrie come back for some kind of shit? Doesn't matter, man. All I got to say is this woman fucking was awesome. And J-Bomb, I talk so much, but J-Bomb pretty much said it in a nutshell. She's the person I'm most excited to watch. And whenever she wrestles, you know she's going to deliver and have an awesome match. And she did it the whole entire year. No matter who she wrestled against, she dove off the In Your House set and hit her face. Like that was <laughs> fucking awesome, man. So, a lot of respect to so many women. Like I said, I had honorable mentions of Bailey, to Sasha, to Sheeta, Ripley, Thunder Rosa, even Oscar. I know, you know, not her best year, even though she's been the champion because they can't book people well in the main roster. But NXT, fuck, women's division is tight. Uh, fucking, fucking phenomenal, man. There yeah, look at that. We look at. I can't. I I was really surprised that you were going with the Oshrai. I was like, wow, okay. I thought I was going like way out there, so I'm happy that uh, that that happened. Right on. So there we have it. The 2020 Talkies. The wine. The the, the, the wrap up of 2020 for Talkamania. Des, it's been a fun year. A lot of growth for us as a podcast. We're now streaming every episode. We got new gear, new PCs, getting into the video game side of things. COVID. I mean. It's kind of been good for the podcast. I'm not going to lie. It's kept us. It's kept us focused. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to get together since what? Royal Rumble. It's been about a year, man. Yeah, brutal. We should do Rumble. If if the fines aren't as as crazy at the end of January, because the fines are like two nuts right now, uh, I'm fucking down. I'll come down. I'll meet the baby. Um, we'll, we'll make a night of it, and then it'll be a, a year reunion, baby. Sounds like a lot of fun, man. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I haven't seen your ass in a while, so it'd be nice. It's nuts um yeah so guys be safe don't get covid enjoy your new year we'll be back again next thursday we got a crazy january we got trivomania 10 10 baby it's a milestone des is throwing that together for us we have the how i met your mother um guys a lot of crazy stuff is happening in wrestling lately 
stop being pricks to each other on Twitter. We're all in this together. Let's make 2021 a better, less toxic year on social media. That's all I got to say. If you want to chime in on anything, Des, before we wrap things up. That's all I got to say, man. You put a nice bow on it, guys. Thanks for tuning in for another year at Talkamania 2020. Thank you to all Talkamaniacs helping us grow, guys. So um, with a new year, I'm going to chime in with maybe a, a new catchphrase. So guys, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Des, on behalf of Talkamania, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Rusev Day.